I would like to start off this morning with an apology. I would like to say to the good people, um, last night I came home, long day of work, uh, and I tried to do something that I usually do, something that's quite simple. Um, and that's make dinner and make tacos for the family. And by the family, I mean me and the lady at the house, because we ain't got no kids. We got no damn kids. We got kids? No. Okay, for sure. Just want to make sure I, you know, I might, I might have missed something in the nighttime. But I come, I come home. I'm, I'm making tacos, my usual chorizo, uh, chorizo and beef tacos. And I tried a new chorizo last night, and um, hence this apology. So I want to apologize to the lady of the house for these trash ass tacos I made last night. My goodness, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's okay. I feel like this might indicate a bigger problem. Which is? Uh, I think I might be a little worried about my brain. Just a little bit. I, th- I think I might have ADD for real. You be walking around the house and you see me see the things that are three quarters of the way done. I guess you don't got much to say. Um, good morning. Hit the intro, sweetheart. your solution big podcast first thing in the morning think of it as tom joiner meets howard stern with the freshly rolled joint we talk about today's issue through a very black ass perspective from a very black ass source from a very black ass couple okay i'm your host bmo culture analyst etc etc please say good morning to the lady of the house hey good morning y'all who is our producer extraordinaire. When I say good morning, I mean drop a note in the chat. I mean send a text message. I mean holler at an email. What's another archaic way of communication? Carrier pigeon. Send a carrier <laughs> pigeon. Send an owl. Send something. But make sure we are giving the proper due and respect to the producer of the show. The reason why this thing works out, not only mechanically, but also emotionally within myself. The lady of the house. So we make sure we're saying good morning. And Imani is her name. With an E. Huh? Oh, I just said with an E at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Jinx. You owe me a dollar. No. What? It's my name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't charge you off of your name? No. <laughs> eh, well, I guess, man. Thank you all for watching. Um, this morning, we're being brought to you by, of again, the Washington Informer Bridge, WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. If you want some journalistic uh, approaches to this black-ass source, go to the Generational Built Washington Informer Bridge. Three generations. My man Lafayette will, will inherit a newspaper. And I want you to ask your little black friends, <laughs> I want you to ask your group chat, how many of y'all are going to inherit a piece of media? None of you. So I need y'all to support. I need you to support the black media that's happening right now. Speaking of which, my main man, 19 grand, Mr. Media Prince, sponsoring this morning's show. He's got a new season of What's Going On DMV. Let's check it out.
understand. I understand what you're saying. So definitely check out my man, Media Prince, what's going on, DMV. I mean, if you ever wonder where I get the tea, where I get the juice, how I know what's happening in the Renaissance City of Washington, D.C., it's my man, the Media Prince. We had a great event over the weekend. It was the Men in Media event. You'll be seeing the pictures. Now, they put up a little, a, a, a cute little behind-the-scenes video, but I just so happened wasn't there. They ain't see me in the shot. I'm always missing the group shot. How? I don't know. I was there the whole time, but I guess I don't know if I was standing behind somebody or if I was talking shit somewhere else, but I missed the group shot for the jump. That's all right, though, because we got three great topics we want to share with you this morning. Our three topics. The first one is, what's the first topic? Capitalism won't save us. Mm. We're going to do the last time we spoke. I believe that I was still a, a fan of capitalism, right? And a fan of race. Mm. What's the second topic? Isn't it racelessness? That's right. I, I thought I set myself up there. Then we're going to have a conversation about pro-black versus racelessness. Need y'all to check in there. There'll be some work done there. And then our last topic for the day is... Your mates. Check your mates. Oh, that's right. Check your mates. But first, let's get into this conversation about capitalism won't save us. Now, as we were preparing for the show, the lady of the house introduced to me several articles that indicated a common trend. The last time we were on the show, in season two, I believe that I was a, a fan of capitalism. I think there are some gentlemen out there who believed me to be a capitalist. And I would like to say, when I was making the assessment, they were right. I believed in capitalism. Believed in capitalism. Why? And I wish I had the clip from the old show, but I really felt like capitalism was a fair chance to approach a market. Because theoretically, if it's a free market, then if I have skills, I should be able to compete, right? Mm -hmm. It's a free market, Therefore, if I have capital, I should be able to participate, correct? Mm -hmm. It's a free market. Therefore, I should feel like at least there's an entity protecting what that market is, correct? Let's look at some of these articles. Ladies of the House, if, if you don't mind reading the headline to some of these joints. And maybe you can walk through, because you read the articles. Maybe you can walk through some of them oh. as, you, as you go through it. <laughs> What's up? My bad. Okay, here we go. So we got... Uh, DC sues Grubhub, claiming its app is full of hidden fees and jacked up prices. Think about that for a second. <laughs> How much is the lawsuit for? Oh, um, let me see. I think it was $130 million. $130 million. The District of Columbia is suing Grubhub for hidden fees. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about this for a second. Just think about it for a second. In a city where the food desert exists... In the black part of town, mm -hmm. who do you think in this city is ordering the most food to go? You got to say it because they can't oh, see your face. Okay. <laughs> the people that live in the food desert. During the pandemic, I find it incredibly immoral and like low class that you would charge hidden fees to individuals who have no choice but to stay in the house. Unemployment is up. People can't get work, and DoorDash is hiking the fees? I thought capitalism served us an equitable market. I thought <laughs> niggas was playing by the same rules. Hit the eyeball. Read the second article. Uh, State Farm sued for repeatedly targeting black homeowners to deny $136 million in claims, causing many to fall into poverty. Not in 1960, in 2020. You told me an anecdote of, a, a, I think it was a gentleman who had a, a, a business. Oh, I had an, a complex. Yeah. Six apartment complex. Yeah. Something went wrong with the water. No, the pipe burst. Pipe, well. Right. Pipe burst, flooded the, flooded the apartment. My man sent a claim to State Farm, and State Farm said what? There are a lot of cases in fraud of fraud in his area, but they're saying that because he's black and they only gave him a small portion of his claim, but he had to sell the building because the fees and bills were so high at that point that he couldn't afford it. Think about that for a second. This man who has a six-unit apartment has invested his savings, has invested his money, his time, and his effort into creating this situation, and State Farm, who looked at the map, 
basically redlined the man, said that your area is dangerous, therefore I can't give you the resources you need to actually build your business, and now my man don't got no business. If you add on top of that, that the lack of generational wealth is a reason why black folks don't get a chance to create a second business, didn't State Farm just destroy a lifetime? A lifetime of business? A generation of wealth? I thought capitalism was supposed to be fair. You buy a house, you make money, you flip off the joint. In the research, here's a real quick stat for you. I put it on Twitter before. In the research that I'm doing on environmental justice, here's a really fun fact for you. There is only one demographic in the entire world, the globe, as we, the universe as we know it, essentially. There is only one demographic who actually gains wealth after a natural disaster. I'll give you two seconds to guess who it is. One, two. You were right. It was white people. <laughs> you was right. So that's two things. We have inequitable food delivery practices and inequitable insurance claims. And you know I don't like insurance. Insurance is like the biggest fraud ever to be. Next one. Wells Fargo to pay Philly $10 million to resolve lawsuit alleging lending discrimination against minorities. Again, <laughs> redlining. And this you, you're reading a headline from 1945, right? No. What, what, when, is, when was the date of the headline? I think this one was 2019. So in, in, in 2019, we still redlining. Yeah. Through the bank. Right. Damn, Wells Fargo. That's rough as hell. What's the next one? That's not the... Oh, okay. So we got one more Wells yeah. Fargo joint to go. All right. Uh... Wells Fargo rejected half its black applicants in mortgage refinancing boom. Fewer than half of black applicants were approved by the biggest bank mortgage lender. I think it was 47%. You know what the most shocking part of that is? What's up? Half. Not like a few people got skipped over. Not like mortgages somehow, you know what I'm saying, 10, 20% got sent the situation. Half of black applicants were denied mm -hmm. during a refinancing boom. That means while capital was being created, guess who was excluded? Mm -hmm. So then how in the Sam hell could I sit here with a straight face and say I'm a fan of capitalism? The lady of the house is looking at me like, yeah, nigga, how? <laughs> <laughs> how could you say that? I can't. I can't. We were talking about this when it came to the, to the Morehouse sweater, right? Mm -hmm. As much as I love the product and as much as I'll probably buy the product, my mom is a, a, a Spelman grad. She's going to get me in on the early sale just in case you see your boy flicking out here on the 26th. But anyway, um, I'm, a lo I'm in love with product. And maybe that's what I should change my, my, my desire towards. I'm in love with product and producing. Mm -hmm. And giving things to people that 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 change the way they think, that change the way they entertain themselves, in a sophisticated, high level approach. I feel like that's the BMO way. Okay. But capitalism is a mother. We don't have a fair chance at this. When I really think about it, when I really really think about it. Oh, here's a fun fact. I read this from my man Parrish. We got to do a section in the show called Things Parrish Said. But one of the things he tweeted that I actually I verified and fact-checked is federal taxes didn't start until after the Civil War. <laughs> now, some of y'all already know where I'm going with this, but think about that for a second. Why would federal taxes start after the Civil War? Right. It's because there were payments made to property owners of the South that essentially gave them reparations for losing slaves. Mm -hmm. And in order to pay that, the federal government had to come up with a system to tax its citizens to collect that debt. Now, mind you, before that, we off the energy of the Declaration of Independence, right? Nobody fucking tax me. I don't want no fucking stamp tax. Y'all remember that shit from sixth grade? Want no sugar tax? Want no paper tax? tax. Boston tea tax? Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is, I want that shit. 
Now the governor saying we got a 30 day 30 day break on gas on gas tax. Did you see? I don't know if you saw that. The governor of Maryland said, "Oh, gas so high, um, we gonna cut the gas tax." I didn't even know that states had a fucking gas tax. Thirty nine cents for a damn gallon. Of, anyway, we was off that energy. Meaning, if we paid federal taxes this year, if you were lucky enough to make enough income. Or unlucky enough not to do your 1099 right, BMO, you are paying into a system that was originated for what? To pay for you. That's crazy. The system of taxation federally was created to pay off slave owners who lost you. So then, how the hell? How the hell, as the as the primary piece of capital, could then capitalism, the manipulation of such capital, be the saving point for black folks? <laughs> well, Bebo, you say this is a solution big podcast. What's the solution? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. We got some comments. Oh, if you are watching on YouTube, we if you're watching on Instagram, we appreciate you. You can see the full screen version. There are things happening in corners and lower thirds and all over the screen in a higher definition. You can check us out on Twitter and YouTube at BMO, B-E-M-O Brown on Twitter, B-E-M-O Brown. Uh, if not, stick here with us and you'll just see this narrow portion of my face. But there are some other things that we're showing in other corners in case you're interested. Lady of the House, do we have comments on the fact that capitalism won't save us. Can I guess that Q commented, see, nigga, I told you. Well, first he said, what is this? With a whole bunch of S's mm -hmm. and question marks. And then he said, has Bima moved away from capitalism? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, some other things. But you want me to read the comments? Okay. Yeah. Drew says, Andre 3000 had a clothing line in 2008 that failed. Now it's been copied and re resold to Morehouse and Spellman. Wait, what? Andre 3000 had a clothing line in 2008 that failed. Now it's been copied and resold to Morehouse and Spellman. Wait, what? Who said that? Drew. Drew sends the pictures, man. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. I haven't heard that layer. Wait a minute. You saying Andre 2000 came out with a 1920 through 1950 black college aesthetic in uh, uh, 2008, but it wasn't supported, and now <laughs> Ralph Lauren is doing the same thing? We talked about it on, on Thursday. Uh, 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 um, I don't know if we actually—I don't know if I said it specifically—but the fact that Ralph Lauren didn't recognize this country, this company didn't have enough blacks in it in 2020, is disheartening because we had a whole era of polo in like '03, <laughs> right? And now I'm here, Andre 3000, who could have foot very much into that era, who was very much of the of the preppy chic or or, or weirdo um, weirdo aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Had had it, and it failed, and now Polo was doing it. That is interesting. Yeah. That's a thought. See, capitalism won't save us, especially when you consider Kanye was wearing Polos heavy around that time. That's too. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, More comments. What we got? Um, Baby Blue says the states are running off of the gas tax. Baby Blue said that. Yeah. Wow. I think that's Camille. Okay. Camille. Q says because of slavery. Right. I'm taking the, the the response to why federal taxes started because of slavery. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Right. We still using that same system. And here we are asking for reparations, but <laughs> wow, we'd have been paid off already. Right. And see, here's the thing. Here's the thing that scares me about reparations under capitalism. Here's the thing that scares me about reparations under capitalism. Right. It seems like it would be a fair ordeal, but there's something about Wells Fargo not letting half the niggas get their money. That makes you feel like, oh, they'll give out reparations, but I feel like only 25% of us going to get it. Right. There's going to be some loophole. Or, yeah. You can't have a criminal record. Mm -hmm. Can't ever have been on government sus subsidies. Your family has to be here for X amount of generations. And... You have to prove that you are mm -hmm. uh, descendant of slavery right. through fucking records. Right. Like, <laughs> there's going to be, that's the thing that scares me about reparations. Like, the same thing, uh, there was a town in Illinois that gave out reparations, a housing discrimination Reparation, but I think it only went to a total of like 120 people. 
but the state of Illinois has distributed reparations. Yes, that's that nonprofit wow. shit. That's that I barely did the the minimum and now mm-hmm. I'm applying for the grant shit. That's all right. Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that. What's next? Kendall says, more I learn, the more I think Marcus Garvey had it right. Um, Is it Blow Magazine? Mm-hmm. What up, Blow? We need to be wearing crochet and eating beans, growing them beans and twisting up our own clothes and selling them to our own people. I agree. Baby Blue says, states almost went broke during the beginning of the pandemic because no gas tax money was coming in. Oh. And then Q says, Ruth. But now they got enough uh, money. They, they feel bad. But in 30 days, they want to fucking bring the gas prices down. All right. And what's that got to do with Joe Biden? <laughs> Go ahead. Ruth Wilson. Oh, Q says, Ruth Wilson Gilmore. This is a quote. Capitalism is system. Neoliberalism is the ideology and enshrined racism enshrined it. Okay. Thank you, Q. And Geronimo says... Geronimo! The lowlifes, that's in quotes, Mm -hmm. uh, polo heads in New York City have been at the forefront of black people's affinity for polo since the 80s. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But it took all the way until 2020 and a racial reckoning and George Floyd getting choked to death on the street by a New York cop for almost nine minutes... For Polo to be like, oh, oh yeah, ain't no niggas around. What? What? All right. Um, what are your thoughts on this, though? What are your thoughts on... All right. I just put you on the spot. Give me a solution. What? <laughs> Give me the lady of the house's solution to capitalism. And it's okay if it's wrong or, or poorly thought. My thoughts are, it's going to be difficult, but we have to turn away from, like, the big corporations and really invest in ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, small businesses, we have to rely upon ourselves for all of our resources. Mm -hmm. And then once we cut that, we sever those ties, then I feel like everything will snowball after it. Because Mm. they rely upon us to make them money. Mm Mm-hmm. They continue to get richer, and here we are. <laughs> can't the same get a, place, right? Can't get a motherfucking insurance claim, right? Because our building flooded, right? Mm. Yeah, hit them in their pockets, and then show them that they need us more than we need them. I mean, that's my that's my that's my guess. That's your guess? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll work for now. My man Q said, uh, "My man Q said we should we should go move to the 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 hurricane islands." figure out a way to save ourselves, watch the world drown, and then piecemeal out our solution for equity. Or not. That's pretty much what I'm saying, yeah. Interesting. Self-sustainability. Hmm. Yeah. All right. With that being said, it's rolling time, y'all. It's time to roll, which means it's time for our new jam of the week. Thank you, Jack, from last week. Uh, The last two weeks at Crab Shack Music. Definitely go check them out. Great stuff, but this week, I don't know if y'all was on the end of the show last week, but this week we have something incredible. Last week was incredible as well. Mm-hmm. This week we have something dynamic. I told the lady of the house when she pushed that button, when she slide this button right now, the Chocolate City Renaissance was going to start. I live in that same moment right now. Ladies and gentlemen, today's uh, Rolling Time is being sponsored by the good team over at Chiquette. Chiquette is an artist based out of the DMV, R&B, and so I mean my man. My man can sing, sing, okay? And last week he premiered his new music video for Enamorata, which is a single pack of I Want You and Girlfriend Tonight. Mm -hmm. This morning we want to show you the I Want You portion. Lady of the house, cue it up. Thank y'all. We'll be right back with more. Hawaii and bake, will you be more? Check out this genius video. Yeah. And we'll be right back. I want you. 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 Nigga. I want you. Wow. 
want you, 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 want Sometimes I wonder why Why you don't want me right So won't you come my way Fuck what your daddy say Whoops. Uh, <laughs> My bad, y'all. We're trying to be prepared. Um, I took the wrong thing. Uh, my bad, y'all. We uh we cut that off a little early. Whoops. We'll be um we'll be we'll get that together for the next time. Um, but yeah, um, let's reset. Let's reset real, real fast. This morning, let's get ready for our ad, please. Okay. Uh, this morning, our blunt is being gifted by the good folks over at Street Lawyer Services DC. Make sure you check them out at Street Lawyer DC on Instagram or Street Lawyer Services New York, Street Lawyer Service, Street Lawyer Services Miami. Um, wonderful I-71 institution. All you need is your ID. You don't need a note from your doctor. You don't need a special card. You don't need to know the password. Go over down to H Street, uh, 4th and H, I believe. Go down to H Street. Tell them BMO sent you. Uh, they got a wonderful variety of great products, whether it be dog walker blunts. Have you seen these dog walkers? You've seen them. Mm-hmm. Dog walkers are these these short blunts that you take on little dog walks. They're like a uh, like a, a third of a gram. Really good, really cute idea. Come with their own matches. Wonderful edibles. I've, I've been growing to the edible game. Tinctures and and all different types of, 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 of products. So make sure you go down to Street Lawyer Services DC on 8th Street. Tell them BMO sent you. Uh, and let's get back to the show. All right. So at the beginning, I kind of teased this idea that maybe not only am I over capitalism, I think I might be over race. Uh-oh. I um and I'm, I'm gonna connect this back to the last show. And thinking about Ryan Coogler, I asked the question: uh, if Ryan ain't safe, if Ryan, the man who literally crafted the Afro future, who literally moved black dollars throughout the world, changed the perspective on Disney to be more radical and inclusive of black people. If Ryan ain't safe and he has all these accolades, what am I actually trying to achieve? What is the end point of this black thing? If we were to map this thing out over a hundred years 
and say what the end point is so that we could take the next 10 year increments to figure out the solutions of that. The W.E.B. Du Bois way, if you will. What is the final goal? That's a good question. And so while we were walking back from the store yesterday, you and I sparked up a conversation. Speaking of spark, is there a lighter right there? You and I sparked up a conversation around the gentleman we know as Donald Glover. Now, I was, in the, I was in the car with my man's David the old Oliver. I was in the car, and David Oliver said that Donald Glover is pro-black. Now, in our time before, and I definitely want to hear y'all comments on that, in our time before in season two, I specifically said Donald Glover is not pro-black. Mm-hmm. So then that made me think, what is the definition of of pro-black. What does it mean to be black? Now, this is a, definitely a conversation for those who have done the work. This is not a conversation for those who don't know who uh, uh, Ruby D is, <laughs> who've never seen Friday, who don't understand that Michelle Obama is always going to be more popular than Barack Obama. This is not for the people who, who are outside of the culture who haven't done the work. This is not for the people uh, who are still on old blueprints, page one. We are on page two of the new blueprints. What is the end point of this black thing? So as I'm, I'm doing my research, I did a presentation on this called Eating Fried Chicken in Public, Marketing to the black, uh, black Demographic. What does that look like? Thank you, CTA, for that opportunity. Uh, I, I ran upon a theory in combination with my girl, Khadijah Mboe. Okay, definitely check her out. And T. Noir, some of my favorite culture analysts on, on YouTube and right here on um. Uh, on Instagram as well. Also, Lynn Easy. I like Lynn A as well. Um, anyway, uh, and doing my research, I ran upon this theory called racelessness. I want to watch the first minute of this video. Play it for me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Free Your Mind with Dr. Sheena Mason. I am here because I want to state most explicitly the core tenets of my signature theory of racistness. Theory of racistness holds the following core tenets to be true. Race does not exist in nature. Race does not exist as a social construction. Everyone is raceless. Racism is the belief in race as biological or a construction. Racism is not everywhere and is not the cause for every perceived racial disparity or negative interaction. And racism can be overcome. So let me talk a little bit about. I find this idea to be radical as Fuck. Yeah. Now, when I was reading, she didn't say it just now, but when I was reading this original theory, one of the things she tells you to keep in mind when thinking about racelessness is not the racelessness is not the act of erasing the history of creative uh, of uh, critical race theory, creating the or erasing the history of Pan African thought, Afrofuturistic thought, Africana studies. It is not the delineation or the deletion of those individual ideologies. It is the thought that if race is not real, then we must return it back to its proper place. If race is not real, then we must return it back to its proper place, which is imaginary. Okay. Um, I believe that is the radical future of pro-black. Right. So when my mother asked me one time if I was atheist and I responded with the quote that Q told me, which is, is not the end point of religion atheism? She said, what? <laughs> no. Is not the end point of race racelessness? Yeah. I love her comment when she said that racism is the acknowledgement that race is biological. Or even systemic. I forgot the exact word that she said. That is either bio- is, that is either biological or, either, or something that we made up. It's not even a thing. Yeah. Tiny Hissy Coates, and between the world and me, between the world and I, between the world and you. Me. Yeah. 
sure using that English degree right now. Anyway, <laughs> between the world and me, he's he calls white people, and my my homegirl Hannah reminded me of this. He calls white people people who believe themselves to be white. Hmm. And when my homegirl asked me, she's like, "What does that mean?" I mean, it means that race is a system that was created to to put people in social caste systems, one class above, one class below. Mm-hmm. Whoever this class is above said that black people were black, and as niggas, you know what we did? We claimed it, we made it better, we beautified it, we put a new spin on it, and now you and now you can't even call me black without being trepidatious about it. Right. I don't know if that's a good thing. We'll, we'll get to that question in a minute. I forgot what I was just saying, though. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, in returning it back to its proper place, proper place, right? I still don't know what I was saying. What was I saying? You were talking about the quote that oh. people believe themselves to be white. Yeah. Right. So the people above called themselves white so that they could put the people below black into a caste system that degraded them, disenfranchised them, et cetera, et cetera. But black folks, we have reclaimed, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. White people who called themselves white, though, were not forced to be called white. Right. That's true. They chose themselves to be called white so that they they could be put in this position of power. But if we get rid of the whole system, if there is no white, if there is no black, is that not the equitable future? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not telling you this theory because I agree with it. I'm telling you this theory because I think it's an expansive thought on what the conclusion is to this black situation. Okay. In season two, I said this all the time. All black culture is based on trauma. And I stand by that. Hence why we need new blueprints. Because right. we are operating on traumatic blueprints. So then, if what I say is somewhat true, even if some black culture is based on drama, what does it mean to be pro-black? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be for a system created to disenfranchise you, created to put you at the bottom realm of this capitalistic structure? Uh-oh. <laughs> what does it mean to be black? Now, I hope the people who are here on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I hope the people who are here have done the work and they can understand that thought. Because mm-hmm. again, if you don't understand that Jackie Robinson wasn't the best black baseball player, but they still integrated him into the league, then you can't do this work. Right. If you don't understand why Franz Fanon said that decolonization must be violent, then you will not understand what I'm saying right now. Mm-hmm. If black culture is based in trauma, what does it mean to be pro-black? So my man brings up Donald Glover, who I had always considered to be not Mm pro-black. But then he says to me, Donald Glover is running the same play that Issa Rae is playing, but we call Issa Rae pro-black. Donald Glover is is, uh, networking horizontally with black figures, but we don't call him pro-black. I don't call him pro-black. Why not? If you missed the episode two weeks ago, we finally came to the conclusion that Corny is also Cold Ward, 2021 Cold Ward, 2022 Cold Ward for Coon. Corny is is the assimilation to the appeasement of a white structure. Mm -hmm. That's what we said Corny is. Bring up the Corny list. It's down at the bottom. Donald Glover is on that list. <laughs> Would Paperboy call Donald Glover corny? To the camera. <laughs> it might not be there. No, it was there, but the camera did some weird, I don't know. Okay. It's fine. Will Lakeith say that Donald Glover is corny? Would the Migos say that Donald Glover is corny? <laughs> What's the girl from Alabama Shakes? Brittany Howard. Would Brittany Howard say that Donald Glover is corny? 
would she say that he's pro-black? <laughs> we got any comments? That's really all I got to say on it. That's really all I got to say on it. If I'll repeat the question one last time because I probably need it for a clip. If blackness and the culture of blackness is a response to trauma, then what does it mean to be pro-black? If the end point of religion is atheism, means we don't believe, we know, right? That's what atheism means. We don't believe, we know. If you believe in the entity, is it the end point of believing knowing, right? So if race isn't real, is it the end point of race back to non-reality? I feel like we talked about this before. I feel like we did too. Because I'm about to drop to Toni Morrison. If I take your race away, <laughs> are you any good? Are you still strong? Right. What does it mean to be pro-black? What are some of the comments? Uh, Q said, this essentialism around racism is an incredibly challenging topic, BMO. Dangerous ground. Oh, it's dangerous, baby. It's dangerous. And I know, I know some people saw me on Instagram hooping and hollering about being black. <sighs> And now here we're talking about racism. It's like, what the fuck? Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Jess says, and that's a part of being pro-black, being aware of the culture. That's Jess who? Uh, Jess to create. Hey! Q uh, says, there's a book There's a book on this topic, question mark, uh, better stated point of departure. Yeah, I think there is a, I think there's a book on, on the topic, and I think it was written by the young lady that we saw. We got to drop some... Uh, there's a drop of bibliography after the show. Um, ja says, how do you change the mind of the Cox? Who's that? Ja. Oh, I, I ja? change the mindset of the Cox. Oh, yeah. I, Ja? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you was talking about, um, don't make me play the song, okay? <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> Not how's I play. <laughs> that shit go. It does go. <laughs> that shit go. That shit go. How do I change the mind of the Cox? The mindset, yeah. Mm. Um, it dawned on me the other day. Uh, I, don't, I don't give a damn. Um, Eddie Glaude Jr. said after the Charlottesville, the Charlottesville riot, we have to, white people have to find themselves in the point where they can free themselves from being white. They got to do the work. Yeah. I, ain't nothing I can do for you. They got to do the work. I think the next topic might touch on it, on what they can do. I think allies can talk to other allies and they can get their shit together. Um, um, I've shared this stat before, but after the, the summer of 20, uh, 2020, after all the protests of 2020, white people really felt like our deepest allies really felt like the work was done. Wow. We lost 90% of white support. During that time, Bounty puts out the motherfucking Black History Month commercial, and I keep picking on Bounty. I'm only picking on Bounty because they Procter and Gamble, and Procter and Gamble actually does the work. But anyway, Bounty puts out a motherfucking Black History Month commercial, and white people feel like we done done the work. <laughs> nah, the work ain't done. The hard part hasn't even been approached. Right. This is just the tipping point. Th the, be the beginning conversations, but all right. What are the comments we got? I don't know how to convince the, the Cox, though. They got it. Uh... Kendall says, now nah, you tripping. Donald does whatever he wants. That ain't corny. Uh, Q says, maybe we do not. We do not at all talking to Ja. Like, maybe yeah. we don't convince them. Or, yeah. Yeah, maybe we don't convince them. Um, maybe they got to watch. Because Lord know they be watching. Lord know they be watching. They want to be like us so goddamn bad. Right. Come on now. Keep going. Ja says, is there just one way to be pro-black? Is there just one way to be pro-black? No, because what is what is black, child? Right. It's not a monolith. Because so like... here I am standing on the fact that I'm black and I'm proud. Like, and I will. And let me say this so I'm clear: I am going to die a black man. Yeah. I have I have no doubt in qualm in saying that, and I might be wrong, but in this moment I intend to die a black man. 
But what does it mean to be black? You would you would be surprised at the things that I was bullied for. Y'all hear my black ass talking right now? When I was in high school, I was bullied for being too white. Matter of fact, I do have on, in case you were interested, I do have on a Pinky's work shirt, okay? Okay? Yeah. I do have on Pinky's work shirt, okay? Since we supporting black businesses today, okay? Okay? You see me flapping in this motherfucker? Uh, what other comments we got? Uh, we got to get to our next topic. Uh, Josh says it's, well, talking to Q, it's frustrating when the responsibility to create equity is placed in our laps when we are not the ones whose mindset is fucked up. We can get along with all cultures. Um, uh, okay, for sure. What do you, you got any comments? What, what are your thoughts? I'm just, I'm just like. How I, do you feel about racelessness? I, I hear you, but at the same time, I'm like, there is a clear distinction between us and them, you know? Is I, there? Yeah. Yes. You're right. But does it have to be race? It doesn't have to be race. That's, it doesn't. No. If, if there is no race, what do we call this culture we participate in? I think that might be my pushback against racelessness. Like, what is hip-hop if it ain't black? Yeah. Seriously, what is hip-hop if it is not a response? I have to check that. Am I bright? Am I getting bright? Yeah, I'm, I'm changing. I'm, yeah, I'm getting you together. Okay. Um, you can change it on camera now. Oh. Yeah, just hit the ISO in the corner. True. That way, it'd be it'll be more true that way. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get to our our final topic of today. Um, what's up? We got uh, Marissa on YouTube. Oh, and the Q's also asking, should we comment on YouTube, Twitter, and or IG? It would be, okay. do y'all want to go behind the scenes real fast? So behind the scenes, there is an iPad right here with Instagram up. And then we have our broadcasting system that has a chat to Twitter and YouTube. Can't figure out the way quite yet of how to get the Instagram chat into our master program. So feel free to comment wherever you want to comment. I will say that your comments stick on on youtube though so whatever conversations that you're having on youtube it will be there forever 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 <laughs> um and you know what i feel like i actually feel like this next topic is leeway to what white people can do again before we go again uh, we want to thank the good folks over at Street Lawyer Services for providing today's marijuana. Our gifted J Street Lawyer Services, Street Lawyer Services DC. If you want to donate to the show, now this is important because I didn't say that this morning. If you want to donate to the show, we really encourage you to do so. This is not a free situation. This is a lot of time, a lot of equipment, and you know, we just appreciate. It. I mean, while capitalism, uh, <laughs> until capitalism falls, we gonna need support. Okay. <laughs> Okay, the numbers in the bank account count. All right, so make sure you go over to bemoauthentic.com backslash Durant, D-A-R-E-N-T, uh, for more information on how you can donate to the show. If you're looking for advertisement or advertisement, depending on where you're from, hit me up on that as well. Let's get to our last topic of the day. Welcome back to Hawaii make we it be. Damn, my mouth dry. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, we have a comment. Oh. Mo, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, this was back to you saying. <coughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. Need some water. Hold up. What was I saying? Um. Oh, go ahead. About you being bullied, Marcus said. Bro, I was bullied because I didn't do drugs. This is what this was at a private school. Culture is broken. You did, I didn't do that. You you sober bitch. <laughs> I wish a nigga would. What? Um. Q says this is Bayard Rusting's point. Constantly, consistently, and often overlooked. 
And then Kendall said, look at y'all using ISO. <laughs> We're trying to get it together, bro. We're trying to get it together. Let us know if we're a little overexposed. I might have to turn that, scoot that cover over a little bit. Oh, yeah. But let me, let me, let me. One more. Huh? Go ahead. Boom says, just wanted to say, bro, I love the growth. Being here from the beginning and seeing your production growth is so awesome and inspiring. Proud of you and the lady of the house. Much love always, bro. Oh, I appreciate that. My man, yeah. Boom. Husband Boom, okay? Right, right. Sir Boom of his estate. Right. My nigga Boom got married. I appreciate that, bro. Amen. Being married to a black woman is the top five things you could do in the world. Top five. Yeah. Top five. Congrats. Congrats on that, man. You got your good one. I don't even know the girl. Right. Uh, uh, but you got your good one. All right, let's move on to our last topic for the day. I saw a great ad, and I actually think the practice and the culture of this ad could connect to um, what white allies could do with themselves. You know what they can do? They could check your mates. Ah. Play the commercial. Okay. I'm not eating anything yeah, all yeah, day, bro. You know what? I can do this. Oh, 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 Sweetheart, you alright? You alright, yeah? Sure, listen, man. Want a crisp? Go on, have a crisp. Go on, have a crisp. A little bit rude, to be honest. God, jeez, am I really that bad? My taxi's nearly here. Taxi? Oi, Jacob, you're not gonna say anything? Just leave me alone, man. Bro, look at her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you going in such a hurry? All I've done is be nice. Nice, that's it. I'm trying to be nice, all right? And all I'm getting is this. What are you doing? You need to say something. This isn't a joke anymore. What? What is it? What is your problem? You've not said one word, no? Come on, bro. You're not so pretty with that face on, you know? I just don't understand. Man, what are you what? doing? That's enough. Male violence against women and girls can start with words. Only joking, bro. But it doesn't stop there. Let's go. If you see it happening, have a word with yourself. Have a word with yourself. Then your mates. Check your mates. <laughs> I'm always, I'm not laughing at the commercial because I think I actually think this commercial is brilliant. I have been in so many situations where I've seen this happen. And I know, I know niggas is having that conversation with themselves. Mm-hmm. I know niggas is like, oh man, this nigga wildin'. Maybe I should, but don't want to say nothing. That time is done. Yeah. <clears throat> Have a word with yourself. Check your friends. I'm getting sick. And I am so motherfucking tired. And this is not the women's fault. I'm so tired of coming on Instagram and seeing another one of my friends, another one of the artists who I respect dearly, putting up these posts, saying that they're having these experiences with these niggas. Mm -hmm. I'm so sick and tired of that shit. We have started to write the, the... the new code of conduct for the new nigga. I think we need to get back to that. Yeah. I think I, I I would like to think that niggas is playing by the same rules. But we not all playing by the same rules. Right. I'm learning this daily. I thought the rule was be attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the rule was flirt. Go on a date. Do what you got to do. Be honest about what you want. Be an adult. Right. Clear cut. Consent. Concise. That's what I, that's what I thought the rules were. Turns out, I don't, some niggas is dumb. Okay? <laughs> All right? All right? I feel like one of the founding ideologies of this show is the question of what if niggas is dumb? And some niggas is. And by I mean some, I mean boy, I mean a lot. <laughs> 
When you tell some niggas to wash chicken, they go get the dial, okay? He really did that. <laughs> so, th- so then I wonder, in that mind frame, I wonder if we just had a clear-cut set of rules. <laughs> the code of co- You can do this, but you can't do that. <laughs> I feel like we wrote it down. I, I, and I cannot find what we wrote it down Q gonna be so mad because he's like, I told y'all niggas, y'all gotta type that shit out, man. Y'all gotta, <laughs> y'all gotta put it up. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta publish the shit. I know. <laughs> Damn. Oh, oh, we need a code of conduct. Did Q just jump in? No, Boom said might have to pull that big paper back out with the diagram. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, <laughs> hey, look. You a real one, Boom. You a real one, Boom. With the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it right there? That's it right there. <laughs> The circle of stupidity. Some niggas is stupid, bruh. That's all right, though. That's all right, though. Lady of the house. Q said I am fucking upset. See? I see. Yeah, Q is upset. And now I got to go have coffee with him on Friday so he can he can look at me. He's just going to look at me. He's not even going to say nothing. Damn, fathers. Yeah, you are you a good father, bro. I can already tell. I can already tell. I already feel guilty. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Sweetheart, give me a burning question for the roach. You said you had a question about our first topic, which was Lord, I don't remember. Okay. What was the first topic? Who was doing drugs? It won't save us. It won't. Man. It won't. Who was the capital? Niggas is. <laughs> Niggas is using TurboTax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mean you. <laughs> niggas using TurboTax. <laughs> Harriet Tubman was freeing niggas. <laughs> Boy, we've been tricked. <laughs> we've been motherfucking tricked, man. What the fuck? I need a burn question for I'm the thinking, roach. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay. Um. I did have a question about racelessness. Um, in the damn, I, I don't even know if I want to call it the Afro future because in the I don't know what to call it. Right in yeah. the future. Yeah. If there is racelessness, is there a distinction? Like, how do we? Like, do we still celebrate us? <laughs> you know what I mean? What happens to? Okay, hear the me culture. out. Hear me out. To, you know. I don't, I, I'd have to, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those situations where we should build on this theory and then talk to the lady. Okay. Maybe we should do that like on a stone Saturday or Saturdays with a Z. I'm still working out the name, <laughs> right? Well, we can come up with a, a clear-cut set of questions. That's a great question. In the raceless future, yeah. is there Black History Month? Right, Exactly. Because if not, I don't know if I want that. Right. Ever. Right. Or, or, now that I've said that, or is my mind so archaic and antiquated that I can't let go mm. of the race? Because here I, here I am, we're having the same conversation where I'm saying blackness is a response to trauma. Mm-hmm. But I'm also saying I'm refusing to let it go. Right. What does that mean? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me nervous to let it go. But why? Why am I? Why would you be nervous to let your black go? Because that's all we have. Damn. <laughs> Was Tony Morrison talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> if I let go, of, if I today was just a man, would I be any good? Yeah. But. I don't know, sweetheart. I'm, yeah, because I'm like, I don't part know. of you, part of what makes you you is your blackness. Like, I know. Right. I don't know, sweetheart. Right. I'm thinking like, I'm right. thinking like if I had to let go of my blackness today, would I still be any good? Would I still be strong? Would I still be smart? I'd be, I'd be educated in a thing that no longer existed. Yeah. Then at that point, okay, then at that point, would I be brave enough to start again? Mm. I think so. I'm yeah. a pretty strong motherfucker. Although, 
I could see myself going down to Georgia. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He said he's leaving. Leaving <laughs> on that midnight train, Georgia. What? <laughs> the Georgia. Ooh, ooh. Said he's going back to find. Uh, going back to find a better place and time. I've got to be with him. I know you will. <laughs> On that midnight train to Georgia. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Shit, don't take nothing, but I got three failures left. <laughs> I got three failures left and I'm out. <laughs> let's read some of these comments and let's get up out of here. Okay. Oh, hey. Who we got? Um, Parrish. Hey, we just talking about you. Showing the white document, showing the, put up the white, put up the thing. Well, which one? Um, I think it said white supremacy. Oh, <coughs> White supremacy on the joint. Oh. Yeah, we used your source. Yeah. At Pardon Me With P. Make sure y'all check that out. We actually talked about no bullshit. I'm not gassing you right now. We actually talked about we should create a segment on the show called Things That P Said. We just put up a little bubble. (laughs) Put up a little bubble and it'll go from the reckless to the awakened. That's what I think. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's read some of these comments, though. Okay, Boom says, I believe racelessness is an appreciation of all cultures and a love for humanity. I won't appreciate white culture, but go ahead. Ah. Yeah, just flat like that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Universal Steph said, I've dreamt about that. Q says, trauma bond. She dreamt about it. That's interesting. I want to hear about this dream. Yeah. Keep going. Um, that wasn't Martin says, Luther's dream, was it? Was that his dream, too? Mm. Was Martin Luther King's dream racelessness? I think so. I hate ah. that speech. Go ahead. <laughs> says, Technically, it's only one race, the human race. Yeah, true. Uh, Parrish says, we can't conceptu- conceptualize that right now. Steph true. says, Very true. I think it means the beginning restarts. The beginning restarts. Um, Q says, there's another book for that topic. Oh, boy. And then <laughs> Boom says, I don't think you get rid of your blackness or any other cultures for that matter we would all just be looked at as colorless people uh, i guess we have to talk about colorism another time because i feel like that shit is real oh, yeah. <laughs> color is real okay and dark people always get treated weirdly yeah it's, it's... what else we got and then he said but i don't think there can be a raceless humanity without the cocks releasing themselves from their evils that's yeah yeah i think you know what that's a great way to leave it right there. Uh-huh. That's a great way to leave it. What my man Eddie Glaude said, white people have to free themselves from thinking that they have to be white. This is not a thing. Erase yourself from the equation. Uh-huh. You are of man. You are of people or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. I love, I love the new spelling of women or like the, I think, it's, I think it's might be like six wave uh, feminism. I don't know, Q, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in the second, third way to feminism, they were also replacing the Y, replacing the N in women with Y and X. And I actually, I love that because it, it doesn't center uh, man, which is weird. Mm, yeah. Oh, what did Q, what'd you say? Oh, man, Q, if, you, if you're still there, there's another word that we're talking about uh, in, our, in our coffee meeting that centered the word man, if you could put it up there as I'm closing out the show. But I want to thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Awaken Make Will You Be Mo. Don't go nowhere because you know I got a surprise for you at the end of the show. Uh, you can check us out on our podcast to re-listen to the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you hear listen to podcasts. Check us out on YouTube if you want to see the whole uh, you know, the the HD quality full screen situation. We're also on Twitter if you want to see the immediate playback right there. Check us out on Thursday. We'll be right back here, 8 a.m. ish. Yeah. <laughs> What's the video? Um, know what? Today, hold on. That, thank you. Oh. Thank you so much for queuing up for me. Queuing up for me. Queuing okay. up for me. Today we are watching my main man, a hundred grand. 
Okay. If y'all haven't heard the album, the album is Love Story. My man's name is Micah. M I C A H. Micah Robinson. The D E don't stand for Dwight Eisenhower. Okay. <laughs> My man, I'm telling you. I don't know what to say about this man without getting all teary eyed. But he's a great artist, the beautiful soul. Check out his most recent video. Know what from the recent album, Love Story. Thank y'all for watching Wake and Bake with BMO. We'll see you on Thursday. Good morning. Good morning. It's pranky, nigga. <laughs> <laughs>